0: Internet, and welcome back to the Tapstream podcast episode 22. We are continuing our Game of Thrones discussion with season 8 episode 3. I am Trey and today I am joined by
1: Chelsea and dear Christopher.
0: So, before we get into discussing this monumental episode, uh I want to make sure that we take the time to give kind of like a maybe two to three sentence review of the episode and what we overall felt uh chris i'll go ahead and start with you what do you think
1: um i just want to point one thing out as a precursor to my statement right right as you started the intro i gave a very exasperated sigh and it's like my 15th of the night Mm -hmm. uh that's actually low uh anyway i think that's a pretty good starter to this podcast Um, (laughs) it's a heavy one I'll make it brief, but um, just a little backstory. I I started Game of Thrones incredibly late. Trey Trey attempted to make me watch the show um, many times and never quite hooked me, surprisingly. You
0: you and I actually watched the first two episodes together.
1: Yeah, yeah, really. Wait, Mm -hmm. not when it aired, right? No,
0: no, 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 because I think we were already in season two, and I had bought the Blu-ray box set, and I was like... I'm going to try and get this guy hooked. And we watched two episodes and so, that was it.
1: So that's what I'm referring to. And it's funny that it didn't take, but anyway, to in this, in the sick, for the sake of brevity. Um, so when I, when I watched, uh, when I finally got hooked, I gave up on the show for a solid month uh, because I started around like season f- six uh, after season six ended. I watched season seven live. Mm -hmm. uh halfway through so i define everything um as red wedding like like intensity level Mm -hmm. um i don't know if anything i just said was coherent i apologize if it wasn't no that makes Uh, sense
0: like the the red wedding is like your marker of emotional yes um
1: in this episode if i were streaming in its entirety i would i would stop after this episode like it would probably it would be my second red wedding i think it was more intense than the red wedding Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh what do you think chelsea
2: um mine's not gonna be as long as yours i guess i'm emotionally drained yeah i don't know how well i'm gonna do this podcast um but i am watching this show because of trey also he actually is the one who introduced this to me
0: I, I did not be Tri- here. Tri- Tri goes, oh. I know. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, you were
2: the reason. You brought your Blu-rays ah. over, and I started watching. And I begged Chris to watch, and he just wasn't into it.
0: Well, that red. makes me happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're the reason why we're here. Um, but yeah, I'm just emotionally drained. That was just exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I agree. It was way more crazy than the Red Wedding.
1: I turned around, and Chelsea's face was red. Oh, yeah. Like, beet red. Mm-hmm.
2: I That took years off my life. 100%. I was too stressed. My eyes are puffy. I'm not okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I like the episode. I thought it was it was entertaining. I don't think it needed to be an hour and 30 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes. I think Yeah, it, I never
2: wanted something to end so bad in my life.
0: Yeah, I, I felt like it got a little gratuitous with some of its, like, mm-hmm. silhouette death shots. Or not death shots, mm-hmm. silhouette fighting shots. You know, fire in the background and, and people clashing. Because it was kind of mm-hmm. hard to follow. Um, yeah. it, so the moment-to-moment battles, I don't know if I'm as excited. But the key moments where it actually slowed down and was coherent and there was some emotional weight to the fights... Mm-hmm. that was rewarding and, as you said, emotionally draining.
2: <laughs> I agree. I kept telling Chris I just need a break. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need a break from this, just something like a calm scene It's yeah. like, slightly more calm.
0: Yeah, because it, it is it, – I'm so used to, to fight scenes where there is this rhythm of, like, uh, you know, there's these peaks and valleys where things change, the tide changes, but, of course, given the enemy that they're fighting, there is no tide to change. It is just this constant death march and so you're just sitting there kind of like drained the entire time but uh, it's harder to get into any more detail without actually spoiling it Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah
1: uh, I was about to actually make a point that I realized would be a spoiler so let's roll that spoiler clip real quick and 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 save everybody All right.
0: so this is this is your warning if you are not caught up with Game of Thrones season 8 episode 3 turn around now uh, because starting after this little jingle, we're gone. No,
1: stop it! You're spoiling it! You're spoiling everything!
0: Okay, we're in spoiler zone.
1: Spoiler zone.
0: Spoiler zone. Uh,
1: I just want to make a, a quick point before we um before we get into the nitty gritty and and start dissecting my notes. Um, I would say my my interest in this episode was really, really high um, right around that first part where the swords are lit. Everything's crazy. And then I'll talk, I'll talk more about my, my decline through the battle scene. Mm -hmm. And I, I had a steep incline back to interest whenever Arya is in the library scene. Yeah.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, That's what, that's where I came back in. So I definitely agree. It was a little gratuitous. I didn't want to say that before the spoiler break, because obviously, you know, it,
0: hard to define
1: right it's hard to it's hard to duck around that but uh jesus man um yeah so i just wanted to say i do agree the the battle scene was a little too heavy for me like there were there were many points that i was like what in the what in the hell is going on yeah i don't understand it's like how many
0: Uh, times can we have the slow-mo shot of men going at it with not any kind of detailed mm -hmm. uh, uh, picture of who's who
1: yeah and it and it loses its you know because like that that approach cinematically is really great because it it starts to like you you get a sense of, or at least i personally get a sense of like the chaos and the pandemonium you know mm-hmm. um, but
0: to me but it, yeah I, i'm sorry i cut you off what were you gonna say
1: i, I was gonna say was all of that chaos and pandemonium loses its edge the more you show it and i was just like yeah. i'm fucking confused i don't want to watch anymore mm-hmm. it, it's
0: because with the with fight scenes you were telling a story visually and if the visuals are impaired and there's no uh clearly defined set of characters in a particular scene then you're not really telling anything it's like watching a uh, a planet earth documentary with no commentary yeah it's beautiful <laughs> it's beautiful but what are we what are we following along and so i think this episode fails at telling a story visually but whenever it does take the time to tell the stories of like Liana Mormont or uh, Theon oh, yeah. or um, uh, oh god, I'm forgetting his name with uh, Danny Jora da, 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 da. Jora or Arya, these mo- when it actually tells those stories, it worked really well, and which makes me feel like it didn't need to be an hour and twenty minutes. It could have totally condensed this down. But yeah, I'm jumping around obviously. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I it's I, hard not I, to. I agree though. I think it I think they were definitely going for the whole like let's let's see how far we can push this battle scene. Mm-hmm. Um felt eh, I don't want to say it felt cheap, but no, um
0: I I feel like I felt when Joffrey died um because we had we had Joffrey built up all these what was it? 3 seasons, 4 seasons when he died. Um you know you built him up to this monstrosity of a character and then to have him just kind of go you know among his family being poisoned and not really knowing who did it it just felt like the rug was pulled out from underneath you it didn't feel satisfying because we never we didn't get to see any of our good characters do it and even though we get to see Arya. uh I think we already mentioned Arya take out the Night King. It felt like we had built up to this grand moment with the Night King. And it's just kind of like over really quickly. Like I, yeah. I wanted to see some more ebb and flow between the Night King and our, our good characters and not just that one hell Mary from Arya. Cause it's cool, yeah. but I think they could have done it a little bit better.
2: Regardless though, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was in disbelief. It, it caught me off guard. So they did a great job of that. I didn't yep. expect that at all. Right. I will say, even though it wasn't as satisfying, it was good that I didn't expect her to be the one. Mm-hmm. I guess,
0: um, but I loved it. As just, just to
1: to pull back for a second, um, <clears throat> in terms of flow, the last episode that we recorded, the last podcast episode, rather. Um, what did you think about following my notes?
0: I, I liked it. I, I feel like I'm jumping yeah. around. We need to we need to go back.
1: Well, I so so I, I wasn't saying that to like lead you. I just wanted to say like um I have so much to say and I'm actually like I, I don't even like I'm reading my notes and I'm just remembering things I want to talk about. So if we're if we're okay with the format, I kinda wanna pull it back and let's do that. Through it logically. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's start let's from the beginning. Because oh my god, there were so many points in that episode that I just like want to talk about
0: um so anyway the night rangers are exploring beyond the wall they finally find these bot and no, i'm kidding go ahead we're not gonna start from the beginning <laughs> <laughs>
1: um to that point just real quick i'm a little sad we didn't see ned i know i know ned is sans head but mm. i really wanted to see him come back to life i think that would have been the biggest fuck you to me like i'd have been yeah. like oh my god i
2: Passed
0: out. (laughs) I even Uh. would have been fine if we would have seen like after again we're skipping ahead again. It's just too hard not to jump around. (laughs) I totally would have been fine that after Arya kills the Night King, if it pulls a shot into the crypts and they're standing by Ned's statue, and you just see like bones out of the crypt, like out of hanging Uh. out. Like we don't we don't need to see it reanimated, but seeing that Uh it was on its way.
1: Oh my, that would be that would break me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God. Okay.
0: So starting from the beginning.
1: Okay. So my very first line was, was really... Chelsea made a point while we were watching. Um, so the very first... I don't know if it was the very first, but one of the first shots is that they're just panning through uh, all of these characters, mm-hmm. all of these influential and, and lovable and uh, just, you know, hard-to-miss characters. Um, that was... I thought it was foreshadowing... Um, at, at the beginning, uh, you know, I thought I thought maybe they were just like, showing us like, oh, yeah, all these people are going to die. Um, mm-hmm. But the vulnerability that that introduced of everyone you love is going to die tonight, you know, like no one's safe. It, um, yeah, that was
0: terrifying. It was, it was a nice, ending. nice one 2 punch from previous episode of getting to see them happy and then getting to see them at battle ready. Um, God,
1: I can't even imagine what the show is going to be like to watch, like to go back and watch season eight. From start to finish, without these interruptions, mm-hmm. it's just going to oh, yeah. be an emotional roller coaster.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it's very harrowing uh, the way that this episode opens up because I mean, it's with Sam; he's trying to get warm, and it just slowly pans through everybody, like you said, and then I think we finally get a glimpse of just the the scale of uh, army that they have waiting outside the gates of Winterfell. And mm-hmm. it, that was the um, f- first time that it really contextualized just how many people there were. Uh, yeah, for me too. For they, this last they stand. Being,
1: they. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you mean they being the the alive. The yeah, yeah. The okay. uh, the
0: Dothraki, the Unsullied, uh, the yeah, that was
1: insane.
0: Yeah, the North, like everybody together, are standing outside the wall, and just and the, levels. the what?
2: The levels, like how they had the Dothraki first, mm-hmm. and then. The insulation like, is crazy.
1: And, and, and so, my second line is that I wrote that I miss Cal Drogo, and I wrote this before we find out what we find out, and I'll hold just put a pen in that. Um, how cool would it have been to see long braided Cal Drogo just fuck up some dead people?
0: He probably still would have been shirtless, too. That's how badass he is
1: <laughs> <laughs> loincloth and his chaps.
0: Oh, God, dude, it would have, it, yeah, it really would have been cool to watch him go out in the battlefield. But, I mean, I don't know how far we're skipping ahead, but what happens with Dothraki, then maybe not.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that and, was and nice. yeah like, I wrote that before I, you know, mm-hmm. so... That was insane. I didn't even know what to make of that. I so, didn't either. Do you have anything to comment on that? Because I Are we-, we, can, we can step through my notes. All I wanted to say was I miss Caldrogo, but we're not quite there Technically, um, yeah, like we'll get there. We're, we're stepping through my innocence right now. <laughs> um, uh, j- just I mean, I didn't really honestly. So, well, first, so Melisandre, uh, tells everybody to raise their swords, right? Which I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I, I haven't, I didn't trust her
0: at all. I didn't
2: all. either, I didn't know what she was doing.
0: See, I, uh... I have issues because it felt like the last time we saw her, they really kind of painted her in this like, oh, because for in my memory, I could have this totally wrong. But the last thing I remember her doing, is was like, oh yeah, you totally need to burn Marine so that you can win the, uh, not Marine, Shireen. You need to burn your daughter so you can win this war. She's wrong. And then she kind of leaves. And it's like, oh shit. So we were instinctively not supposed to trust her. Mm-hmm. And then she returns here to Winterfell. And I mean, and she does the whole lighting the swords bit um, yeah. And I don't know, like, it, it felt weird what they were trying to do with our character. Yeah, it, I agree. I, I guess we'll have to get to that when we get to that later on in the story. But as far as this particular moment, uh, watching all the swords be lit with fire, I loved how both the characters and even me personally i was like oh shit here we go maybe maybe they actually do stand a chance against the 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 whites that you know they can have these flame magical fire swords and uh we're gonna see the, them actually put up a fight and then there's
2: a small uplifting
1: moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, you know what And the psychology of that now that you guys both say it um Terrible. that in itself is a one-two punch yeah it's mm-hmm. terrible because like that was such a like rabble rousing um like i i, I it, it was like a morale booster and mm-hmm. it oh god they they really danced around now that i'm kind of like stepping back through it in my mind like they they did that well like, yeah they they really oh, elegantly yeah. walked through the uh, the ebb and flow of of power struggle, mm-hmm. you know, like not necessarily power struggle, but but um, the taking and the giving of power. Um, who's who's winning? Who's losing? And, and how it? I, I, man, geez. Ugh. T-
2: to me, um, no. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. Well, I was just gonna say when they were when the Dothraki were running into the battle. They were they had all their swords on fire. There was a moment where one of the Dothraki it shows their face and they're looking up like he's looking up and it made me think something huge was standing there. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, I did actually.
2: And I was, was really curious. Giant? I don't know.
1: Cause she said it, but I was so fixated on my notes that I missed it. And and I, I was didn't hoping want to you'd rewind see it,
2: it too, Trey. I did. I was like, what even is that?
0: I did actually see it. I think I was expecting something a little bit more um grandiose like i i I thought it was going to be something like oh we've never seen this before like so that like it would add even more stakes to it uh but i think chris is right i think it might have actually been one one the uh the giant the uh oh it's either it's either one one or um just the wave of the skeletons on top of each other just kind of yeah, like like a idea. wall, and I think that's yeah. what that was. But that's it nice. it was. I will say this because my I mean, before we got into the spoilers, I said my biggest complaint was that um, I wasn't a fan of how it was very hard to follow along in the fights because mm-hmm. everything was all dark and 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 kind of muddy. This mm-hmm. I think the opening scene they actually did really well because it actually it benefited the story to be cloaked in darkness to give that feeling of fear. So to see all these Dothraki just, you know, spirits high running into the night with their flame swords and then one by one those flame swords be extinguished was such a quick visual way to just show how outmatched they were. So I thought that was actually a really well done scene.
1: I did too. It gave me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I was so, like, oh my god. So you just made a you said something. It was a quick little aside. You said um, you actually saw what the Dothraki saw and you thought it would be uh, something we had, we as the audience had never seen before, right? Yep. So I would not challenge that, but I would like to propose a counter. I think it's a good reminder that some, m- most of this world, most of the characters in this world, have never seen these things before. Mm-hmm. We've been exposed to the Whites for how long now? I mean, Since it's
2: season one, right? Yeah. You know,
1: well, yeah, season well, one. technically.
0: technically. Yeah. Did we? We no. saw the White Walker.
1: Was... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, oh so no, we have. We
1: seen, have we?
0: Yeah. Remember when the the White attacks John at Castle Black? Yeah. Ah.
1: Ah. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. So maybe. I don't know. It's a it's a shot in the dark, but maybe that's their subtle reminder of saying like you know this is terrifying it's a great yeah that is a
0: great way to convey it
1: Mm -hmm. um so jorah didn't get fire (laughs) (laughs) what was that about
0: yeah fuck jorah (laughs) that's not true i like jorah i just
1: (laughs) the constant underdog
0: (laughs) poor guy it really was like when hundreds of Dothraki got it, to just see him, and he doesn't even seem to to bat an eye, which just goes to show how great of sport Jorah is.
2: He He raises his sword and smiles.
0: I oh, now I want to believe like he thought he was going to get it too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <little> Jorah. Oh. <laughs> Fire cannot kill a dragon, and it will never love Jorah. <laughs> Oh man. Shit. Uh, never, No um, one ever said that second part of the line. <laughs> uh,
2: so um, the scene where the Dothraki do get, like, their fire goes out. Jorah runs back, right? That was him? Yes. Who runs back to the... Okay, because I couldn't tell. His face looked different. I couldn't see him. Yeah. Well,
1: well, because it seemed like he was dead, right? Yeah,
2: I thought he was dead.
0: Oh, yes. I didn't even... That didn't even register to me that he they would... They
2: made it so... His face so... Distorted, I guess Mm -hmm. it looked like he was burnt at first. I was so confused. Yeah, but I think he was just running back to alert everybody. He made it out. Um, a few horses ran back too.
1: (laughs) I don't. I don't know if this is a. uh, Oh, okay. Now that you said the the horse is running back, that scene. Correct me if I'm wrong. Had no score, no music, right? Mm
2: -hmm. What a Haunting. The whole
1: episode. What an elegant use of, of silence.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Ugh.
0: It's very um, effective. I have a
1: note here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it was. I mean like like it made me focus on my own heart rate. Oh yeah. <laughs> um I have a note here and it might not be worth mentioning. Um do you do you think the fire Melisandre I, I wrote Fire Lady. I wrote Can the Fire Lady See the Future? Um because I'm I'm typing most of the time without even looking on my phone. Um so <laughs> I don't have you. time to Ch- spell names.
0: <laughs> Chelsea last week and now you this week, I admire your ability to take notes because I don't know when there is time to actually break away from the screen to type.
1: Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Like, I can't I okay, so if I rewind, then I have to worry about timing the episode like our recording, mm-hmm. you know? I don't mm-hmm. want to push our recording back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so I have to ask a lot of questions, but, uh, most of the time I'm just not even, I like, I, I just type without looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I really should start with a, with my computer, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't even know if this is worth discussing, but. Well,
0: I, I kind of know the answer. Uh, she, I don't think she sees the future in the same way that brand does. She is granted visions through the fire from the Lord of light.
1: That's right. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. So
0: it, it's and I don't think it's as clearly defined as brand's knowledge. It's just these glimpses of like
1: She's got
2: like an idea. Uh, yeah. Okay. Little hints.
0: So, cuz cuz she, she knew she would come back to Winterfell to die.
2: Yeah. She said I'll be dead by dawn mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit. How that happen?"
0: Yeah. Can we
1: can we talk about that real quick? Um Did she ex- I I'm, I'm wildly skipping forward. Um did she exert like all of her power or what what was the what was the true reason she had to die? Or did she did she just decide to die?
0: Do you have a definite understanding of this Chelsea because I think I only have a 50% understanding.
1: Um at the end
2: is that what you're discussing? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. How she just drops her crown like her tiara. No, it was right? her, necklace that oh, kept her necklace. her young. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
2: Um but, yeah, I didn't understand that either. I couldn't put two and two together with that one. So, I didn't know if she drank her plow or, yeah, like Chris said.
0: So my understanding of this is, because, again, Chelsea's right, the necklace is what keeps her young, because we saw the one scene where she took off the necklace and she was this old woman that climbed into bed. Um, she, from my understanding, she is on borrowed time from the Lord of Light, very mm-hmm. similar to uh, Beric Dondarian. Um I forgot who else. There, there's other people uh that the lord of light has granted them extended life to f- fulfill their purpose. Um, okay, this
2: all makes sense now that you're saying this.
0: And so again, I'm skipping ahead. There's a scene where Barric is killed and oh. and uh Melisandre tells Arya he filled his purpose. Now he can finally die and his purpose was to save Arya her purpose was I guess to light some swords on fire but uh <laughs> but but after and the trench that's true too after after what she does for this fight there is no more the work of the Lord of light is done so she now understands that her time is done and she just goes off and dies into the snow
1: okay that makes total sense um and I'm gonna quote a vanity fair. <laughs> Um, uh, hey, this this podcast just got legit. <laughs> I'm going uh, to quote a Vanity Fair blurb that I just Googled. Um, a- apparently, she's always... To t- direct quote, Melisandre has always talked about her purpose being tied to the Great War. Mm-hmm. That purpose achieved, she can finally rest. She can finally die, end quote. So, um, <clears throat> I guess... I would have to go back and scrutinize, but I guess maybe she's always talked about yeah this great war. Uh, I, I don't recall has.
0: that. Yeah, she was definitely moving people in place to to fight this coming great war. And I even think with her, I don't know if manipulation of Stannis is the correct way to look at it. I, I think she was hedging her bets with him because if he became the the king of the well king of the Seven Kingdoms, then he could turn his forces towards this great war so she was just trying to cut it off at the head and then eventually when that failed she turned to john who was focusing on on it solely and not necessarily the seven kingdoms fight Mm. so that's what i think but yeah her story is a story that's played out over so many different seasons and not one that we're constantly reminded of Mm
1: -hmm. and like and like Maybe this isn't true, but it's like B plot, Mm -hmm. yeah, on a grand scale. Yeah, Uh, which now, now that we've put that out there to their credit, what a wonderful way to tie all the storylines back together. Yeah,
2: agree, Mm -hmm.
1: that is true. Um, so if we're done with Melisandre, which I don't know that we are, we'll revisit her when, yeah, yeah, she's gonna come back up. Um. I don't know if you noticed, but Ghost, the the uh, direwolf, was was charging into battle with the Dothraki,
0: and I
2: didn't see him come out.
0: Yeah, I didn't see him come back either. I gotta say, I I think I pulled a showrunner. I completely forgot about him. I uh, I was supposed to be a punch at them, forgetting about him for so many seasons, but I I kind of forgot about <laughs> Ghost. I forgot about Ghost um, after that initial charge.
1: I have a yeah. I have a note way later in my notes uh one of my friends luke our friends luke uh texted me and said they were really saving money on cgi (laughs) yeah that's why all the dragons
0: took place in the fucking dark
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because that's um that's kind of uh what people were saying is like the reason that they never brought ghosts back was because the cgi to to like animate ghosts was too expensive Mm -hmm. um Maybe they just killed him off. They were like, "Just you know what? I don't want to mess with it anymore. Let's just kill Ghost. <laughs> so Aww. we don't have to deal with him anymore. Um, you fucking happy, Reddit? You got
0: him. Are you happy now? <laughs> he's gone. He's back and he's gone. He could have been with Numeria, but no, you guys had to see him again.
1: <laughs> uh, so that was pretty sad. Um, man, a lot of my notes are just my surprise while stepping through all the episodes mm-hmm. um i literally wrote two words brian fell <laughs> because what? they were toying with my emotions this entire fucking time i thought she was dead
2: oh it was nothing that whole battle scene was nothing but jamie almost
1: dying and brian almost uh, dying Brienne almost dying and I, we don't even know where torment is like no. to skip ahead again
0: oh yeah i forgot wins. about that and i mean I, i'm trying to figure out where i ultimately land on this because i mean if I mean, obviously, war is going to be chaotic, but we are watching a narrative-based thing, so you'd want to see things play out in a little bit easier way to follow. You, if you go back to that well of Brienne and Jamie constantly, oh my god, they're dead! No, they're fine. Like, if you go back to that mm-hmm. well too much, it loses its meaning. And I, I gotta say, I'm, I kind of stopped caring about some of the the big names. It's like, okay, you've done this to me, or kill them or don't. Like, I, yeah, yeah, like I, I, if we. <laughs> If we're skipping ahead for points, I will say the way that this episode handled the main characters, I was disappointed. I'd, I'd, It got to a point where I never really felt any of them were in danger just because yeah. of the way they were yo-yoing it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It, you kind of want... I mean, so there's... Just to set a baseline, there is the rule that if you don't see a body in film, you, you can't truly uh, assume a character to be dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'm making a, a, like a pot, I say pot shot. I don't know if that's the right wording. Um, I assume that if I'm seeing a character on screen, then the likelihood of that character dying just goes up. Oh yeah. Obviously. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just something that they couldn't really do anything about, you know, like what, what can you do about having, how do you handle a show where you have Jesus what is it like 15 16 characters that everybody loves, mm-hmm. you know? How do you handle that? How do you handle a global battle scene in terms of global, you know, um, global problem or or, or whatever. Uh, how how do you handle showing everybody, conveying everybody to everybody rather? How do you how do you maintain consistency with that? You know, that has to be incredibly Taxing, so um, I don't know. I would fa- like I, I I want to fault him for it because I was just like you know what man like I don't I don't care you know um, it'll it'll like and actually now that I say that I, I noticed myself doing that during the episode like Chelsea was a, an emotional wreck and I was just like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen right like, I'm not just okay. gonna have to deal with it
0: I'm um, I i do not know I'm I'm trying to answer your question how would you handle so many characters I think. If I were doing this, I would have liked to have seen a more uh, a clearer retreat, so that you're seeing them. Okay, they're outside the gates. They've broken in. Now they're inside the walls. The fight's there, and then it keeps getting pushed further and further and further until eventually get to the Whispering Woods. If you if you segment it that way, you could have these moments where characters are about to die or and whether it's a fake out or not do once per section of the retreat but if you just keep doing it within the same like because i think the jamie brian thing happened on that outer wall like two different times and then eventually again when they got into the i think the section right before the whispering woods i I think i'm getting all these names wrong i just it should have had a a stronger order of events in my opinion
1: I, i agree and to that point like there was one point where like i i think jorah was-, was was jorah actually outside the trench chelsea uh
2: i think he was bes- like he was in the trench but like close inside, to the close to the yeah, walls yeah,
1: yeah. yeah because there was a point to trey's point like like he was with the hound i was confused as fuck. like yeah. I oh yeah you can't it. tell like, where I- anybody was I- yeah it was it was just i was chaos. freaking
2: out i was telling the hound to get inside because i didn't think he was safe but he was on the inner part of where those um archers yeah, those archers, like those daggers. Yeah, whatever that was wood, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you yeah, can't tell it, though. It was it was chaotic. I mean, I, and to that point, I agree. Like that that's a that's a pretty. I, my question was rhetorical, but you've answered it pretty well. <laughs> um,
0: I guess because for me, my my uh, basis going into this I mentioned was the Battle of Helm's Deep uh, for Lord of the Rings. And in that movie, if you haven't seen it, the way that that battle plays out, it is cohesive and it has this set of, of events that are each um, punctuated with major major scenes or major death scenes. And so that's what I figured was going to be the kind of same format going into this, which I, I'm wrestling with whether or not it's fair to compare this episode to that um, because you should always just base it on what it actually presented. I'm just not sure if I'm happy with what was presented as a whole, because there are definitely a lot of great moments, but mm-hmm. um, the the actual fighting, I think, could have been a little bit more cohesive. I'm saying the same thing over and over again now that I no, think... No, no,
1: no. I, I, one more thing I want to throw into it, just to see how you two react, is um, <clears throat> So there's a, there's a pretty critical point where Grey Worm makes the call to... Uh, collapse the trench and or collapse the bridge crossing the trench and light it on fire mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get more to that because there's a there's some conf- conflict surrounding that but gray worm so so we've already we've already predicated this on chaos you know this whole battle scene is just fucking chaotic so there's a critical point where gray worm makes the call to basically sacrifice the unsullied in in my understanding mm-hmm. you know he just fucking leaves him out in the lurch and um and all of, I, I, I distinctly remember that happening somewhere around the point where we see that happen and then we see Jorah. And it, maybe I wasn't following well enough. So, so keep that in mind, you know, because I was taking notes while I was doing this or while I was watching. But that happened. And then due to the chaos, I was like, well, where's Jorah? Where's the hound? Where's Tormund? Where's Brienne? Where's Jamie? You know, like, where are all these fucking people? Um, I, okay. I just said all of that to like, to make an argument against the showrunners. But now that I say it, like it only ties back into me being like, God, that's good. You know, like they really, they really like led me to water with that. Now that I think about it, because like I felt the panic that Mm -hmm. you would probably feel in that moment. That's now that I think about it.
0: And that's where I, I'm struggling because yeah, I I mean, obviously war is chaos. If we are going to go by that, they depicted chaos, but is it narratively satisfying? That's... Narratively,
1: I agree. Narratively, okay, so that's a really good point because narratively it pulled me out of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I checked out and I I was no longer able to suspend my disbelief. Um, I pretty much, re- I-, I resigned to whatever is going to happen will happen and I just need to be here for the ride. What about you?
2: Um, no, I was hiding my face, but I, <laughs> want to <hide> <laughs> I didn't want to miss anything, but... I was just so invested and I'm emotionally scarred now. So I was very invested. Yeah. I'm just... I grow so close to characters and anything I watch, especially a season full of eight, like full... Like eight seasons. hmm And the characters are so lovable. Like I just get so invested. I don't know.
0: To me... I love them too much. Because I, I talked about like once the show kind of slowed down and told the individual stories. It seems like there was a... Uh like, two halves to this. There was the first half where the chaos ultimately breaks out, and it's a little hard to follow. And then there's a particular moment where Arya breaks away, and she's kind of going through, I believe, the library in, in Winterfell? Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. sneaking around. From that point, I was brought back in, because then it became a, a easier-to-follow situation. It was Arya yeah. trying to get from one end of the library to another, and even though I didn't ultimately know where she was trying to get to, it was, it was more satisfying to me that way.
2: Yeah, I agree. There was a lot of times where I just needed a break, and I liked watching the individual characters try to get away than like the whole fight scene. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I'm gonna. uh <laughs> I'm reading my notes, and it's. I just read a brand quote. <laughs> oh <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make three. I'm gonna verbalize three notes. Um. I already did one, so um, <clears throat> Grey Worm sacrifices the Unsullied, which is how I interpreted it, um, which is which
2: I think is correct.
1: Okay, that's good because for context, he he basically says uh, light the trench, and, and we don't
2: see him again.
1: He... Yeah, I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't remember I don't seeing him at the end either.
1: Yeah, so I don't. So know To be fair, it was at. fucking chaotic. Yeah. Um, so Grey Worm makes that call um, shortly after, which. Side note, I don't think there's much to talk about with it, but the the dragons do okay sorry, stop for a second. So um the the literal winter coming, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like the wall the wall of icy snow. Was it snow?
2: It was like a, snowstorm it was like a snow
0: Yeah. was like yeah lizard basically.
1: Yeah. Um winter finally fell on Winterfell. Which is um, crazy. Yeah, cra- crazy symbolism, and then the dragons collide in midair. Uh, Drag the dragons being uh, Drogon and uh, Viserion.
0: Ray, mm-hmm. no, oh, okay, because it was Viserion's Danny and she's the
1: one. Danny's on Viserion. No, I thought Viserion died. No,
0: no Danny is on Drogon, and
1: oh, okay. D- Drogon's always been Danny's like yeah, muscle. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right, and then uh, John is on uh, Ray something. I don't. It's because it's supposed to be Rhaegar's. Like
1: Rhaegar, yeah. Yeah. So Viserion is the Night King's dragon. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. and, uh And yeah, so John and Danny uh, collide. Rhaegal and Rhaegal. Drogon. Yeah. Yeah. Rhaegal, excuse me, and Drogon collide midair, which I don't think there's much to to discuss there, but that was hectic and only further. Supported the chaos that I was seeing. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Um. So back to what I was going to do, which is Grey Worm sacrifices the Unsullied by lighting the trench, and then Arya, specifically among other archers, uh, fires a, a an arrow at the trench, and the fire just blows out, which was mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. And then um. And then Melisandre comes up, and in a in a moment of tension, which. Uh, go, go ahead. ahead i'll finish in a moment attention um repeats this valyrian chant uh spell whatever and lights the trench on fire uh essentially saving the battle right yeah. which i was gonna My add
0: moment. fucking lord of light dramatic as fuck way until the, whole, yeah. the last yeah. minute
1: mm-hmm. asshole timing yeah uh and uh And then this is my stopping point is that, uh, coincidentally, they all, you know, like the fire lights up in this moment of like uh, quick victory. And then all of the the whites just stop. Oh, my God. That like haunting. Haunting. Like, you remember whenever The Walking Dead was good? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I haven't felt I haven't felt that. Uh, Anxiety from a show in a long time. That
2: crazy fear. Yeah, like it's just fear. Well, because it's
0: it's what makes we talked about this last episode to have an army of unyielding power organized under one person's will. That is horrifying. So if it was The Walking Dead, those fuckers would keep going into the fire. But to have the uh, hive mind tell them stop. That is the that you're staring the inevitable in the face, and the inevitable knows, and it's just like, oh my god, so
1: yeah. scary. I'm gonna um take a quick second to to this isn't sponsored or anything. I was about to say but, here's a word from our sponsor. Uh, yeah, well, I'm gonna take a quick second to to just make a suggestion to
0: stamps.com. You know, Do you hate going to the Invol- <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna well, say the audible.com. <laughs> I almost called the post office the envelope place. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: There's a there's a Stephen King novel called Cell Mm -hmm. um, that I've read several times. Really good. Um, Play plays into the whole uh, hive mind thing. Uh, It's super cool. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, If if this is your thing, check it out because uh, I I mean I I don't know. It it scratches that itch for sure. You you reminded me of it a second ago, and it just needs to be said. and and I wanna I wanna continue, uh, on the fact that you you said like the hive mind just stops all of the whites and like just to to see like to see that amount of power being held back by someone equally and more so powerful um, was was such a pivotal scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that it was expressly pivotal. That's probably not a right word, but uh, it had. No,
0: I I. A lot of women. I'll, I'll back you up on that because you, you have it and it's like okay our good guys got a little win they have the, the trench of fire we've slowed down the army of the dead and everything is just kind of like they get a moment to breathe and then all of a sudden you just see them one by one laying down on the fire and it's just yeah, like I,
1: fucking, I lost it a yeah. bridge of dead people
0: yeah um, it becomes a,
1: one by
2: one
0: yeah
1: so I have two things written here um, sandwiching the the fact that they all stop the fire and they all just decide to like sacrifice um not even in sacrifice because they're they're autonomous you know they're just driven by the the night king um so I have two thoughts I want to make um one was the fact (laughs) sorry the fact that Brand just says I'm going to go now. (laughs) And then just wargs into the ra- like the raven, and then he's just gone and the ra- for the entire episode.
0: And the ravens immediately get fucking roasted with fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so I want to dissect that now. Um, I didn't think this was going to be that big of a talking point, but um, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he wargs into the raven, and they all fly uh, to the back. further south,
0: no. right? They no. they fly up towards the Night King.
1: But is the Night King on the backside of the? Of yeah, like the... but the Night King was like flanking the castle, right? I'm not. That's sure. how I that's how I interpreted it. Uh-huh. Because what I what I saw, and, and I might be wrong. It's very possible. Um, he flies over the trench. Uh, well, the way I think he did, he flies mm-hmm. over the the raven flies over the trench flies through a path of flame and then over winterfell to the backside of winterfell which actually i could look up a map and see where the whispering um let's see map of winterfell um give me just a second i'll I'll try to figure out if this is if i'm wrong or or maybe on to something to me it looked like
2: he flew up into the back but I guess you can't really tell how big actual Winterfell is. I don't know.
1: I just need to know where the, where the, um... I thought he was right here. Back. Well, I need to know where the whispering woods is because what I, it might just be I called the was... God's
0: woods. I might be getting it wrong with the whispering woods.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm taking your lead with that one. Um, but, but what I, what I think is happening is that, uh, is that where it's at? wow so chelsea's pointing at a is is the the giant god tree where bran is is that outside of the walls or is that
0: it's inside of the walls as far as i know
1: sorry okay sorry
0: no i was are you everything cool
1: yeah he's good he just um he's a picky little dude um so i guess i guess that makes sense i mean that would that would have to make sense that ran was outside of the walls um because they did make a note to say that his position was vulnerable all that stuff um anyway agree to i'll I'll concede because i'm not i'm not 100 positive um whether the night king was i I interpreted it to to taibo i interpreted it that he was flanking winterfell Mm -hmm. um they were obviously you know the whites the 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 dead were coming from one angle and i thought it was a great distraction so i'm not i'm not entirely positive that that's true um but um another well first before i move on to my other thought uh which is going to be a, a tangent it's just going to be like a hard stop do, do you have anything to add to that like how freaking weird brand is and- i just
0: i don't know what brand's ultimate goal was like what is warging into the crows to discover the night king and then stay warg the entire episode do due- like what was his plan
2: i was trying to figure that out the whole time i was like why why is he gone like he's just not there
1: yeah because he's not he's not relaying anything no, yeah he's
2: just there doing brain doing nothing
1: <laughs> i mean maybe because so what i what i recall is that um if he wargs for too long the the night king can like connect with him right Mm -hmm. so maybe and this is a stretch maybe it was a a a potential distraction for the night king
0: kind of luring him in
1: yeah maybe not luring him in yeah actually yeah now that you say that maybe it was just to say like hey i'm over here you know like i'm i'm vulnerable why
2: would he want to be vulnerable
1: I don't know. And if he knows that, I I wonder if he wanted to be vulnerable, so he knew somebody
0: like something? maybe Arya was That's like I think that's what it, it is. Maybe he knew what was going to happen and he wanted to feign vulnerability to give Arya the upper edge. Yeah, cuz he
2: can see what how it happens, right?
1: Which is true um because so he he tells Theon, I'm jumping way ahead, but he tells Theon, you're a good man. Thank you. Um And it's pretty clear at that point that he knows what's going to happen.
0: He could have said, yo, Theon, fucking hold out for a couple seconds. Arya's on the way. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. so he, like, knows what's going to happen. So maybe that's the point. Maybe he, ugh.
2: Maybe he knew how it was going to end the whole time. I guess that's something we find out next episode, maybe, or in episodes to come. I hope they wrap that up.
1: To your point, um, or kind of to your point, where the fuck is this show gonna go? Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I thought that the Night King was the end all be all. And well, they just maybe
2: now it's just a battle of for the throne.
0: And that's why I feel very worried about the first two episodes very much laying out the plans between John and Danny. Yeah. I don't even think Cersei's gonna be our final boss.
1: No. Oh shit!
0: I I really don't. I think I think she's another red herring along with the night king.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: Now I just think it's like God. a fight between Danny and. Yeah, John.
1: that's a uh, that's a lot to
0: take in. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. But I guess we can hold that because we still got a lot to go through with this particular episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we really do. Uh. I think. Yeah. Okay. I just found a. Uh, okay. So I just found a map of Winterfell, and uh, what is very the... interesting. I, I got to figure out what this tree is called. The the weirwood. The weirwood tree.
0: Mm-hmm. I think okay, Whispering so... Woods might actually fucking be Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, uh...
2: Actually, I'm gonna look that up too. Uh, Woods. Let's
1: see. Where where is the weirwood tree the weirwood tree uh, is a species of deciduous trees found in westeros now most that's not helpful um i don't know um it would take me too long i think to figure out where the hell it is but anyway i found a um and i'm gonna drop this to you real quick i found a map of um of, of winterfell and it clearly shows the weirwood tree within the walls of Winterfell. Yeah, which is super interesting. Yeah, so it's uh, gated.
2: It's gated essentially. It's I particular. don't know why it's
1: interesting, but it is interesting. Um,
2: I guess you don't expect it to be. It looks like see, it's gated around really close, showing in the map. But I feel like it's in the woods.
1: Actually, that makes sense because John um, landed uh, on the perch. Yeah, on the wall. He ah. he like perched the dragon. Um, so I'm gonna. If, if we're not, uh, if we don't want to dissect how weird Bran is and how weird that whole thing was anymore, I'm going to throw something out there because I don't know what it means. Um, <clears throat> So obviously there was a reanimation, like I said, this is going to be a tangent. There was a reanimation of the mountain. Uh, What is he? Is he a white? You know, like.
0: I don't think so because a white is a reanimation from the Night King. In the.
1: I, yeah, I agree.
0: And the mountain was reanimated by um, Maester uh, Weirdo. We found out his yeah. name in the first episode. I can't remember what it's called.
1: I can't either. I could probably find it in a second. Uh, but yeah. So I was just—it was a thought I had. Like, like, what? What is he? Does? Which actually. So now that you know, now that we've seen the episode, I wrote it because I was thinking, like, this shit's like, surely this is gonna get left on a cliffhanger, which would have pissed me off. By the way, I would have come to this episode of. The podcast armed with like some curse words, uh, if they'd have left me on a cliffhanger.
0: When all the White Walkers were walking towards the gates, I thought that's where it was going to end. Because I, I yeah, purposely yeah. stopped looking at the time because I didn't want to know how much time was left. Because I knew about how long it was going to be, but I didn't. I didn't want to do the math. I wanted to just I kind of live how in the moment. It out
1: of there. Yeah, we took a separate approach. We watch on. Um, we watch on an Apple TV. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. And. The Apple TV does a really interesting thing where you can see how much time is left in an episode, and more specifically, when the episode's going to end. So I knew it was going to end at nine thirty three, <laughs> and I, I knew, you know, I was like, I can tell, like we're not at the end yet.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, can I interrupt real quick? Yes. Um, Trey, you were right. The Whispering Woods isn't Game of Thrones. It was the forest. That takes its name from the Battle of the Whispering Wood, in which the army of Robb Stark must whisper as they wait to ambush Sir Jamie Lannister. Oh. So
0: you're
2: right.
1: Interesting. So it's, it it's it's
0: n- it's not the place in Winterfell, but it is a place.
1: And yeah, in Game, Game of Heroes. Thrones. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Not Harry Potter.
2: Not Harry Potter.
1: Shazam. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So. As far as the mountain being a white, I don't know. It was just a, a thought. I, I I thought they were going to cliffhanger this episode, and I was like, well, what the fuck he going to be doing? Because he's like this weird, creepy bastard who hasn't talked since he's been reanimated. Mm-hmm. He's got to be <laughs> Which,
0: something completely different.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Because otherwise, um, I mean, if we're going to get to King's Landing and he's just not there, and I don't see that. Like, I can't see the mountain not being handled uh, on screen. And if he is a white, killing the Night King would have taken him off screen. I just, it, it I can't see them doing that.
1: Yeah, um. So, we uh, just to step us forward. We got a point, or, or we got to finally see the weapon that uh, Gendry made for Arya. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so crazy. Which was,
0: yeah, was yeah. crazy. It's a great way to put it. Which I want to do a follow up because I I know Chelsea and I talked about this last time where I was worried that we were watching Arya train for so long and i wanted there to be a good payoff i will say watching these fight scenes with her she really like it's cool how oh, yeah. badass of a character Arya has become
2: yeah i agree it was amazing to see her go through all that and fight it was insane mm-hmm. i was on the edge of my seat the whole time holding my breath
0: <laughs> and um
2: did she and- lose that sword in the fight she didn't have it at one point, so I'm guessing she lost
0: it. She didn't lose she it, but she end, right? she did separate it at a certain point.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She yeah, only yeah. had the
2: dagger part, the end, the small part.
1: No. So the no. dagger. Well, I think you're talking about the dagger she kills the white the night king with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, she picked that up at Whoa. another point. Yeah. Too
2: much going on. Her
1: weapon was gone at some point. You're right.
2: Yeah, I don't remember seeing it at some point.
0: Did, Actually, was that she was
2: in the library? she Shouldn't have it.
0: Did she give she a, a part of it to Sansa?
1: no no No, because that happens i don't know actually
0: she gives her a different dagger
2: yeah because that was she gave her the sword and then we see the fight scene with her having the actual thing
0: that i think when she falls she loses the weapon and then she runs into the library
2: yeah i think so too when she was falling off of the ledge (laughs) yeah because when
1: she kills the white the night king she kills him with the with just a Dragonglass dagger. Like
2: okay, nothing special. Yeah, it had special. to be Dragonglass, yeah.
1: Um, she actually was card. it Dragonglass? Was it Valerian steel or was it Dragonglass?
0: Uh, I think it was two. Dragonglass.
2: Pretty sure it was Dragonglass. Yeah, it had to be what he was born with. Like what the children of the forest made him with. He had to be killed with, so it was Dragonglass. Okay. Pretty
1: sure. Um So, um <clears throat> just just stepping through uh I, I want to point out how I wrote this. Um, Liana Mormont gets giant spained, <laughs> which is um, th- through the story the the uh, the dead breached the walls of Winterfell, um, which was just fucking heinous. Like that was pandemonium. Yeah,
0: it was um, horrific.
1: And this this giant just like brushes her off liana mormont she and, uh, takes a hit yeah man. and so i wrote the note liana gets giants spained and then i i wrote wait she fucking rules <laughs> and that is because she like in a moment of valiance gets up and like so two things she gets she stands up and proves that she is the insane character like She's always been super confident and and just a, a firecracker, and so she gets, like nearly destroyed. stands up, lets battle out cries. this yeah this insane <laughs> battle cry, and then, you know, sacrifices yeah basically just gets picked up by this giant, crushed, and during her crushing moment, stabs this giant in the eye with dragon glass, um, which was insane.
0: I that and, uh, that's the moment I cried in this episode. Was watching. Oh, yeah, it.
1: Sure. and and good point because she got the the biggest, in my opinion, on screen on screen death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you have seen that coming?
0: No, not not mm-hmm. not in the way that it happens.
2: Not the biggest. I think I expected her to die, but I didn't expect it to be the biggest death yeah, on
1: screen. I didn't expect anything at all out of her. She, to me, is like... She's a great character, but she's not a main character. Mm-hmm. I, I think expected she... to see Jamie or Brienne or Tormund or Jorah, which I know we did see Jorah die, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't expect her to... I, I didn't expect her death to be shown on screen, let alone be one of the pivotal death scenes.
0: hmm At this point, because how many people have died? It was Liana is this she the first big death um i think so aside yeah, from
1: because Barrack dies after her Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah jesus so. um and then and then through the story we you know after that kind of dies down which um we, we see Arya in the library dodging the dead
0: Which I really I did like that scene a lot. That's that's where I said it felt a little more intimate with the storytelling. Honestly, kind of reminded me a lot of Jurassic Park when the kids are dodging the raptors in the the kitchen. (laughs) Uh, The only thing I think I would have liked out of that scene a little bit more is maybe some kind of confirmation on what she was doing. Do we know what her ultimate goal was or was it just survival?
2: I think just survival, survival at that point. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. because she had she had already bumped her head
2: hard. Um, I was freaking out when she hit her head. I, uh, yeah. I was gasping. Because
0: <laughs> for me, the way that they kind of pan up on that door, I thought there yeah. was some like she, I thought she was getting to something, but it.
1: it I did too. I it, agree. I think.
0: I thought it, she was trying to get out. So. I think it was ultimately just survival.
2: Mm-hmm. I think she was. She found herself in there, thinking she was safe. She saw them because she was trying to get back to her help it calm down because she hit her head really hard Mm -hmm. and then she noticed they were in there and she's like crap now i gotta get out yeah it was all about just getting out of that library
0: and i think one of the things that scene does really well is that when she first enters into the library and she's up against one of the whites i thought i was like man why is she being so cautious she can easily take down one of these whites And then another one shows up and then another one shows up and it just slowly builds into this like chaos of having so many whites follow after her eventually as she makes her way outside the library and having them run her down through the hallways was just horrifying.
2: I know Chris made a good point though. He was, he kept saying when she was in the library, he killed, he killed one of them. Well, she killed one of them. I mean really gracefully like Mm -hmm. quiet. And Chris said, why can't he take her face? And I was like, "That's a good point. Cause can she not do that still, or can you not do it with the dead? I guess, but well, you were thinking she could make herself into one of them, so they don't.
1: Yeah, come no, after I her. wanted to see her yeah. like pull off a faceless, like a mini face god, like thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which
2: would have been crazy.
1: It would have been crazy. But I will say, the I think, and this is like a big, like I think this is a a total guess. Um, I think there was a lot of prep to like being able to take on another persona because if you remember and I might be remembering it wrong but I think that they used to have to like clean the body yeah. cut the face off, clean the face like I think there was a lot of prep work into doing that. Mm-hmm. It's not Maybe just an basketball. on the
0: field kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't think you can just pull a Dwight and cut the face off the dummy. <laughs> um,
0: you know I gotta say I thought you misspoke when you said pull a Dwight. I thought you you meant to say white, but I forgot Dwight from the office where he gets the mannequin
1: <laughs> yep um so I wanted to make another point um in that scene I thought she was going to face a um I thought we were going to get our hearts stepped on in that scene like I thought surely we're going to she's going to meet Ned or she's going to meet like oh, fucking yeah. um what's his name? Rob? No, uh, no, no, not Rob. Uh which w- that would have been crazy too. Uh Oh my god the, the 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 king that um sansa was gonna marry joffrey. Joffrey. joffrey i thought surely she was gonna be joffrey or like i thought we were about to get some like gasp worthy like dead kind of,
2: like a dead character yeah, yeah
1: but we didn't um you know what we inevitably found out was that she you know
2: that's a very walking dead thing though i feel like walking Dead oh my always god brought but, people
1: back but we were expecting it like we were expecting someone to get reanimated yeah i
0: guess so i really because i did i asked did we are we gonna see anybody get reanimated and surprisingly enough it's still it's liana again
1: that's true that's i was just about to ask if we saw anybody get reanimated yeah it was liana but i don't think we saw her take any action i think she just got reanimated yeah i just Mm -hmm. showed
2: her opening her eyes yeah yeah
1: um Chelsea brought up Arya's stealth kill, like she gracefully kills one of the one of the whites.
0: And I think the most impressive part about that is that it wasn't like a planned stealth kill. That was just her reaction.
1: Whoa. Yeah, it was reflexive. God. She's so awesome. Dude. What a great character. I know, I love her. Um and then uh I'm just gonna keep stepping through the notes. Um she she takes cover under a table and her <laughs> her blood gives her away her blood drips.
2: Chris said she's so quiet, but her blood is loud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which it's kind of—I never, I guess, was attuned to how um, perceptive the whites are. Like that, the tiny, yeah. Like I didn't. Yeah.
1: yeah. It it makes me want to like take a second to to like the three of us define the difference between a white and a zombie because. At first, my interpretation was that it is a hive mind and that it is the Night King uh, personifying all through the dead. You know, like he he is one with the dead and he can be everywhere at once, uh, which is not, in my opinion, outside the realm of possibility. But um, we see in this library scene that they they, they kind of just become even more autonomous uh they they just go to autopilot you know they just kind of shuffle around um they're distracted by sounds they're distracted by smell being the scene where they smell her blood and they hear her blood hitting the floor um so do you guys have any thoughts on that you know like are they zombies or like like are they being controlled or what what is that
0: I think it's two phases. You have your basic zombie mode, which is what we've always known, which is the attracted to sound and and eating or consuming the living. But they also have the hive mind mode where if the Night King or any of the other White Walkers needs to take control of them and wield them, they can. But if left to their own devices, again, they're on their autopilot.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I think when it's quiet and there's nothing going on, they're just autopilot. But like chaos ensues, they're charging at whatever they're supposed to be charging at.
0: Yeah, I agree. with Like, you. Yeah. like when they had them all launching themselves up against the wall and climbing on top of each other to get over the wall, that's that's the the White Walkers wielding them.
1: Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, and so just an aside, um, obviously, uh. uh I guess they're not a zombie in the typical sense that they don't try to eat the, the living, right?
0: I think it's just kill. Yeah, because yeah,
1: they're just stabbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which
0: I, I guess is a good point you bring this up because I think we watched Sam get bit. I, yeah. That doesn't yeah. mean Sam is going to become a zombie. It's just mm-hmm. they're trying to kill him.
2: Yeah, I watched Jamie. got. Uh, she got bit too, right? Who did?
0: Jamie? Jamie?
1: Oh, I don't. Oh, Brian. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, she. What do you mean? Yeah, you
0: threw me off there. It was either you were talking about Brian or Jamie, but I just went with what name you said.
1: Sorry, I'm not okay still. When I saw best taken back bit. Sunday song. Um, <laughs> um, I wonder if that was intentional. If they if they purposely threw in Sam getting bit just to kind of toy with us, like a like a pseudo homage to George A. Romero kind of shit.
0: I don't know if I mean it is it leaves because if if there are people like me who do feel a little empty with how quickly the White Walkers and the Night King were dealt with it could be one of those things where we face off with Cersei John and Daenerys have their fallout and then we're left with oh here's Sam who is now realizing that he's being turned into a White Walker because of the bite and the cycle will continue like it could be one of those ah. bittersweet endings but we don't know yet. Well,
2: the last thing we saw of Sam was he was laying there on top of a bunch of dead people, just exhausted. Mm-hmm. So he looked fine. Yeah, he was just laying there, just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is still happening. Like, this is it. But he lives. But yeah, I just don't know. Oh,
1: I just um, I just looked something up. The whites do use teeth as weapons. Uh, they bite, scratch, claw, and jump on people. I'm quoting. Sorry, excuse me. I'm quoting a website called Qu- Quora. Yeah, yeah. Quora. Um. Specifically, uh, this was answered by someone named Susan Bertol- Bertolino. Um. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, the point is in uh, season seven, episode six, the Hound was bitten on the hand and captured, or, or is bitten on the hand by a captured White, which is I'm assuming the one that they show Cersei. Um. And uh, Susan Bertolino makes this incredibly Ah. good point the show wants you to ask the question of whether or not the hound is going to be affected by that bite on the hand um which is probably the same reason they're doing it for sam uh doing it for for possibly jamie i'm not sure if he got bitten or not but they're sorry uh so possibly for brian um interesting super interesting but Um, essentially
2: she says that they he they don't turn
1: yeah they're not supposed to yeah okay
2: they're just clawing them and biting them to get them worn down. Because it's not a kill. disease. It's no. A,
1: it's a super, supernatural. Yeah, it's not a disease. Raising from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so at least we know that, or we think we know that.
1: Yeah.
2: All signs um, point to it's not. They
1: don't come back. So parents. to step logically next um, through the story, uh, we do see Beric die Which... in a...
0: I want to go ahead and preface this because we did skip over something. Um, so, obviously, with the way that they are fighting against the dead, they have lit up fires all around Winterfell, uh, which is an incredibly crippling weakness for the Hound, who suffered his fate.
2: Oh, that's such a good
0: point. He suffered wow. his fate with his brother pushing his face into a fire, and so he oh has my, had okay. this, this crippling fear of fire for so long so we see the scene where he's cowering because he doesn't want to go out into the fight. And he's like, what does it matter? We're going to fucking die. And Barak, uh turns to him and says, we'll tell that to her. And it cuts to Arya going into the library, which is basically the hound's call to action. Um, oh. I like how that, that sets in motion to what you're bringing up with Barric dying. Um, it,
2: Put two and two together with that trade. Yeah, the just... fire
1: thing was lost on me. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. me
2: too. I didn't even think about that. I thought he was just exhausted and just like, what's the point? Like just down.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wow. he was he it it's so gratifying to me that his feelings for Arya trumps his fear of fire, and uh-huh. I I thought that was a really cool moment for him. And I kind of thought that was signaling his death, but clearly not.
1: Yeah, it was barracks, I guess. But um just to stop for a second I clicked on an article because I have Google open on my computer um, the woods where the weirwood tree is is called the God's Wood of Winterfell mm. an hour later I have an answer
0: <laughs> well title of our spinoff podcast where <laughs> we discuss <laughs> discuss TV shows an hour later we have an answer
1: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so um, so as you said we see Beric die um,
2: which was his purpose all along brought back from yeah
1: and then melisandre yeah points out that that was the reason uh, why he was brought back he, just such good writing mm-hmm. Ugh. um which is also coincidentally the point where melisandre describes or, or, or points out that Arya was told she would shut uh many eyes, many eyes. Mm-hmm. forever and then she says brown eyes green eyes blue eyes um
0: which was such a cool wake up not necessarily a wake up call but it was like a reinvigoration of Arya, who has been just beaten down and scared and and just kind of ready to throw in the towel and to have melisandre put that fire in her was awesome
2: yeah to see it
1: come back into her yeah it was amazing and then and then melisandre says what do you say to the god of death I think it was I think that was the quote. Yeah. Yeah, what, what do you say, you say to the god of death? death? And then Arya says not today.
0: Such a really cool moment.
1: Yeah, it really was. Um,
2: but you're wondering where she's running to.
1: Yeah, I didn't um in the moment. I know. mean, did did you both whenever she said she was going to shut blue eyes, did you both get that she was destined to kill the the Night King? Um,
0: <laughs>
2: in that moment, no. I thought she was just killing a lot of
1: what about you trey
0: i did only because i can't remember if it was you or, or chelsea that brought up the theory that um did game of thrones just set up Arya killing the night king when we asked yeah. what the weapon was so whenever they whenever they said that that's where i kind of like okay yeah we're this is where we're moving towards
1: i didn't think that Um, I don't know what I thought
2: I didn't I thought it just meant she was killing a lot of whites and she ran off and I thought oh she's about to go back into battle and just fight Mm. her hardest I
0: I will say I mean that was my subconscious thinking my just conscious was like yeah she's being reinvigorated to go continue the fight like it wasn't like I don't think we were ever supposed to read explicitly that oh here comes the Night King death it was just like you know she wanted to give up but not today kind of thing yeah
2: she was running away with a purpose for sure. I just didn't know where.
1: Um I I might have skipped over some stuff. The next note I have is that Daenerys um <laughs> calls out the the most like just the best Dracaris mm-hmm. of, of the entire series.
2: Crazy insane.
1: Um I feel like it's important to note that I was writing my notes in real time. So I thought that her Dracarys on the Night King was going to be like, like, oh, cool, Daenerys is the one who kills the Night King. And then uh, we find out that...
0: That smug fucker.
1: Oh, man, his his little smile. I
0: hate him. <laughs> and Oh. And then...
1: Um, I, I'm going to make this point, and then I'm going to stop. Uh, and then I write that Jon is going to fight the Night King... And then the motherfucker gets a smirk again, the motherfucker being the Night King. He raises the dead and then just kind of like laughs off John. Turns around and walks away.
0: I will yeah. say, I, again, because it goes back to whenever it, the the episode takes the time to, still, to tell these uh, intimate stories, that scene of watching John just running, trying to get to the Night King before all the dead were raised – is such a cool scene and then the camera kind of pans out where you see the night king on one side and john running and all the reanimated corpses and it's just like god like that this that is what made me love the episode because i do have a lot of faults with it but those moments are the ones that i really enjoyed about this
2: yeah that was a crazy moment it i wasn't breathing i was holding my breath the whole time it was insane
1: Sorry, I'm, I'm making noise, I'm, I'm shuffling through my uh, through my drawer real quick I was trying to find some headphones for Chelsea um, so <clears throat> excuse me so um, I, I, I thought we were going to see uh, John fight the Night King and um, and then <clears throat> excuse me, I had a theory and um, I wanted to uh, put it out there um, I wrote that. What is dead may never die, and I attributed that thought to John, um, which is, which is uh, I mean he's dead already. So,
0: yeah.
1: you know what? What if? What if there's something there? Obviously, like I said a many a, a many times, I I was thinking that um. You know, I I was just kind of trying to make sense of the episode as I watched it. Um, What if what if there's something there? Uh, And and obviously, now that now that we've seen the episode pan out, we know that there's probably not much stock in that theory. But I was wondering, and it might be worth talking about. uh, John's died already. Yeah. I mean, you know, like like did he have some sort of immunity with the Night King? I mean, could he have could he have some immunity elsewhere?
0: I don't think so but I do think we need to ask if Barric and Melisandre were on borrowed time from the lord of light John is also on borrowed time why is he still around like what did the lord of light bring him back for Oh shit that's if, a really good point if not for the this great war what's next
1: That's a that's a, a great point um,
0: cuz I mean is it was it like okay, I'll bring you back, but just until you do my bidding, or it's like, alright, I brought you back, do what my bidding, and then you get to live for as long as you get to live. Like, are, are we supposed to infer that John still has a purpose left outside of just, you know, stopping evil?
1: I mean, maybe his purpose is the fact that he is the true heir to the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, I mean, that's <clears throat> excuse me, that's a thing, you know, um, Melisandre called, uh, w- which, let's, let's take a step back. I don't recall... When when did Melisandra and Arya meet for the first time?
0: Um, I think it was when Arya makes it to the wall. It was when she was on the run and everybody was calling her uh, Airy because they believed she was a boy, and then they make it to the wall.
1: Ah. Okay. Alright, so maybe yeah then i mean i'm just i'm back to my original point is maybe maybe um maybe there isn't a a finality on john's life you know maybe he is he was brought back to life because he has greater purpose and that purpose is to rule the seven kingdoms or something like that
0: Yeah, that's true. Maybe.
2: Either way, that's insane. I'd never thought about that. I mean it's, it's so it's, interesting. Yeah,
1: it's a great theory. Yeah, I, it really it's a great thought. Uh not, yeah. it's not a theory, it's it's just a it's, thought. Yeah. Um if you think about it, it makes sense because everybody has already uh, bent the knee for John, mm-hmm. you know? Um and then there was tension with Danny and a lot of like <laughs> like Sansa's gonna um which shit, who's who's even around to, to bend the knee at this point?
0: Um, it's gonna be a, in such John fashion. They, they they win the Great War. They I'm assuming they go on. They beat King's Landing. He's like, all right, I'm the king now. And then he's like, all right, I'm dead. And they're like, fucking John, <laughs> he did it to us again.
1: Oh, no. It's gonna turn out that he's the Night King. That's the only logical <laughs> elevated final he can get. Oh no. Oh man. Crazy. Um oh oh fuck wait a second okay so um so i just googled something because i wanted to be prepared for the very last thing that we talk about and it just uh it just introduced more craziness uh so i so um if you keep in time as a listener we've got uh we've got a few more things to talk about but ultimately the episode is is Within its last throws, um, but I googled um, who taught Arya the dagger drop because she, um, you know, has a has a sweet little move that she ends the Night King with. Um, she kills the Night King with Littlefinger's dagger. Did you pick up on that, Trey? I did not. I didn't either.
0: Me either. Which I'm, that's the I'm... dagger that was used to. Um... Oh, God, it's a very famous dagger because it was the one that. Oh, it was the one that they sliced Catelyn's hand with. When they tried to kill Bran. And so Catelyn stops it. He, She gets cut on the hands. They find the dagger. They assume the dagger is the Lannisters because that's what Littlefinger tells them. And then that I think Littlefinger keeps it. And then I guess she keeps the dagger when she kills Littlefinger.
1: No, no, no. So Littlefinger, so I'm reading a I- I'm I'm going to quote an Esquire uh, article now. Um in season 7, Littlefinger gives a dagger to Bran Stark, who then gives it to Arya. And
2: So Bran had it then her.
1: Yeah, which okay. I don't actually recall. Neither. Um and then to quote Esquire, in hindsight, probably because oh. Okay, so to quote uh Littlefinger gives the dagger to Bran Stark, who then gave it to Arya, in parentheses in hindsight, probably because he knew she'd kill the Night King with it. End quote.
2: That's insane um, to think about. Yeah,
1: fuck. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh. Um, that's nuts. God. Um Yeah, so uh so that's crazy. Uh that's a lot to think about. Um I don't know that there's much to dissect there, but but wow. Bran is um, just hot. So, um, I've got a few more things, um, to, to talk about Drogon. I-, I don't know if he died or the dragon. I don't know if he died or not. Did he die?
0: I don't know. Everything to do with the dragons was very hard to follow for me. Uh, I think what I remember, so essentially what happens, Danny lands on the outside of the gate cause she lays down cover fire literally, uh, to save John. John goes off to continue fighting within the Winterfell gates, um at, she lands and the whites basically pile on to drogon and she yeah. eventually gets knocked off and drogon launches himself into the sky and does this shimmy to kind of like get everything off and i think he successfully gets everybody off so he's at least damaged but i don't think he died
2: no because he came back when jor didn't i think it was him who came back when jorah was di- like dead yeah, and um, he came and laid his head down by Danny.
1: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, yeah,
0: I think he's still alive.
2: Well then, well then, where's uh, the other dragon? He turned him in he died. The other one died. The one that John was on. Did he? I yeah, think he. The other dragon came back and started. There was two. Right. So the first Did one was killed a in the fight. The first one that the Night King had when they were fighting. The by John's dragon. Rhaegal. Rhaegal. Yeah. And then, so the Night King dragon died, the first one. And then John's dragon died. I'm losing my train of thought. Is that I, right, Trey? Do you remember that? Because there was another one who came back when John was, at the very end, when John was in Winterfell and he was trying to get to Bran, there was that dragon.
0: Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know if it was Rhaegel or still Viserion. It, I don't think it was clear. Because my understanding was that, uh, the Serion ends up dying because John's dragon like destroys him but yeah, I get—I thought, yeah. thought John's dragon also died in the process but maybe whenever they revived all the corpses that also brought back oh. the dragon but that would have brought back two dragons yeah. not just one
2: yeah that's right
0: interesting so I don't know it, yeah, again sure all, the dragon, all right. the dragon stuff was so confusing
1: it really was yeah very much so um I wanted to bring up another point. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. The timeline's kind of messy uh, because I didn't actually write it down, but I had the thought was whenever we start to see um, Tyrion and Sansa in the crypts while everything is just going fucking crazy, which, by the way, um, well, okay, I said that very matter-of-factly, but I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll pull it back. Uh, nobody it. knew that the Night King could... Did anybody know that the Night King could revive the dead? Yes, Oh, did yeah, they? they did know. Yeah. So why the fuck would they send people into yeah. the crypt?
0: It's a glaring. Oh, well, let me rephrase that. We know as viewers, they. I don't know. John, at the very least, should know because he was at Hardhome when the Night King did the very same move, but nobody warned anybody about that. Interesting. There, there was some room for interpretation on whether or not you can. The Night King could revive people he didn't personally kill. So we had never oh. seen that, but obviously knowing what we know now, he can revive any kind of dead.
1: Yeah. Okay. So my point, I thought that um I thought that we were gonna see uh Son Sa- like like there was this this little moment between Sans and Tyrion where Tyrion kisses Sans's hand. I cried during that. By the way, I for sure thought they were about to double suicide.
0: I thought so too, and it was very—it was a very emotional that. scene that was uh, predicated on their kind of funny back and forth about being married, how they should have stayed married together. Yes. And Sansa throws out the, "Well, you were the best of them," and he goes, "How tragic for you!" Like that, oh. like that little moment was kind of heartwarming in a weird Game of Thrones way. And yeah. then at the end when you think they're about to kind of double suicide like it's just like this is kind of fitting like to have them two together.
2: I loved it though. It was sad. I was waiting for them to both go out. I'm being honest.
1: Um I'm not I'm not sure in the sequence of events when that happens. Um but it was it was definitely like out the, the Crips thing y- You said maybe you explained yourself out of it but you said gla- it was a glaring and then you caught yourself was that a glaring pot- plot hole
0: not a glaring a plot, plot hole, hole a glaring um oversight in their planning like somebody okay. should have known that that was okay. not a good idea which we completely yeah, missed I, by I, the way we didn't mention that last week uh,
1: it, it, and it was something that that reddit has definitely um you know the hive mind that is reddit they have definitely put that into the world you know Mm -hmm. um i I read it plenty of times i'm surprised we didn't say anything um so bran like if if his raven that he wargs into got toasted in the in the dragon fire where the fuck was he for the entire episode i don't know doing what, like what? What good did he offer and, the entire time?
0: And because we're kind of getting to the point where it's the reveal that Arya kills the Night King. You know, they have this dramatic moment where the Night King is slowly walking up to Bran. I was as like, okay, here we're going to figure out what the hell Bran was doing. But yeah. it's honest, like it nothing. Like he did nothing.
1: He was just waiting. I guess I'm gonna try to make. I'm gonna try my best to make a joke right now. Um, have you ever? Have you ever shot a slow-mo video on your phone and then accidentally, instead of making part of it fast, made the entire thing slow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what that whole scene felt like to yep. me. Like, the Night King walking up, I was like, shit, they forgot to speed it up in certain parts.
0: <laughs> I will say, though, because if I'm remembering it correctly, that is a scene that is um, backdropped against the beautiful piano music. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that was pretty... Um, Impactful. effective. Yeah. Uh, if if it weren't for them going to that well too many times. I I I still was moved by it, but they had already kind of shot that that mark a little bit too much. Um but it, I mean it really it really was nice to have that piano music as a backdrop for everything that was happening.
2: Yeah. Added more to my emotions.
0: Which yeah, really was, uh... I think we kind of stepped over Theon dying in that oh, moment. Yeah. Not, they, yet, not yet okay. no okay so,
1: logically i was stepping through that bran is just fucking sitting there with his eyes white um and and theon is just just tearing him down yeah
2: yeah that was insane he was just proving himself yeah. again i just loved it
0: he's completely redeemed himself i think
1: i was just about to say his character journey
2: um amazing I, I, the best I, one i think in my opinion uh,
1: yeah, I would. I, I think I would agree with that. I've uh, and
0: the look on his face, man, when Bran says you're a good man, Theon, like
2: just tears rolling down. Oh, got me.
0: Everything he needed in that moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Everything. Oh,
1: I think, think about. I think I've I've spent a good deal of this podcast stroking the ego of the writers, um, but I just I, I want to do it one last time, and say that Theon's character journey. We've we've hated him, we've loved him, we've uh, we vilified him, hated him again, hated him again, I mean, him. Sorry for pitied him, pitied him. Yeah. we've we've. Um, I, I mean, it's it's crazy, Every you know. I, I mean, um, I was gonna make a point earlier, and I and I didn't make it just a minute ago with the whole like glaring plot hole thing. Um, dare I say, do these writers even? make plot holes. (laughs) Like, I mean just good God. I I I can't wait I can't wait to have Game of Thrones in its entirety Mm -hmm. to just watch from one one to eight. Yeah. Same. From one one to eight six. I can't wait to be able to just run through it. Because you remember how you remember how resolute Breaking Bad was? Yeah. Um and, and how much we praised it for, for having an ending before it ever began mm-hmm. um, th- by the time this is over I mean I'm, I'm speaking way ahead like we could get pissed off and hate the show um, but I think it's pretty safe in the Hail Mary now like in the end game to, to be able to say like I think this is gonna this is gonna be Breaking Bad for people who are not satisfied with Breaking Bad uh I don't know. I, I'm I'm so impressed with, with the writing of the show. I don't know if I have much more to <laughs> add.
0: It's I agree with you. it's gonna be interesting to see it all come to a conclusion. Like they they it's their their ball game to lose now, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. They've mm-hmm. they've uh, they've definitely um they swung for the fences and they have they have driven the ball over several fences already. <laughs> so I fully expect them I mean I, my, my one redeeming factor is this is the same show that delivered me the Red Wedding mm-hmm. so they can they can really fuck me up without, without doing it with zombies
0: and that's what I find kind of amazing that we have dealt with this existential threat in episode three and we have three episodes left to deal with the political drama and fallout. I don't know. I get, I think it was a red herring. I really am kind of even more worried about where this is going to go from here.
1: I am too. I think. Very yeah. Much. Yeah. I mean, the question is like, what's the, what's the metaphor there? You know, like,
0: cause the whole point was that our petty squabbles will be the end of us. Because this existential threat, which has always been coming, but we've always ignored, is on our doorstep. And if we don't unite, then we will fall. And they didn't unite, but they didn't fall. So now what is our lesson to learn?
1: Yeah, is, is life worse than death? or? Is... Well, fuck
0: you. Now I'm sad. <laughs> that's, I, well, a good, I, that's a good point. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, like, like, is none of it worth it? Uh, what, like what's the what's the metaphor? I don't want I'm to
0: asking. believe that though because that's I love yeah. that scene with the uh, tell that to her. The what do we mm-hmm. say to the God of Death? Not today.
2: You yeah you would think this whole thing would make them think differently. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is, which is crazy.
1: I don't know. I mean,
2: like to me, the upcoming episode that they showed made it look like they're just all going to turn on Cersei because she didn't keep her word and she's the last. I guess, threat to them now at this point since they all came together. But that's how it seemed to me.
0: I don't know what I want. But it still seemed
2: like they had to come up with somebody to be the true rule of the Iron Throne, too. I don't know what I want either. I just want them to be happy and nice to each other.
1: I mean but how much is like like we've already we've already shown that they have just completely dodged our prediction. Yeah, yeah. which is that this was like I fully expected this to be a cliffhanger episode where we stretched out the death of the night king for the next four episodes. Mm-hmm. Three episodes now. Oh yeah, this totally um, caught me off guard. Yeah, and so I don't like as much as I think it's predictable from a from a uh, a writing standpoint, um I don't want to see a three-way power struggle no um I think John has too much honor for that and uh I-, I think that a three-way power struggle is just gonna ultimately be cheap
2: to me that would make me feel like this was all for nothing like that this episode was all for nothing basically
1: mm-hmm.
2: like what's the point of fighting with everybody for to come together if they're all just gonna be against each other again yeah that's just pointless to me it's like why even go through all do of you this?
1: think they're gonna use well, no, the I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm still gonna put it out there. the The fight, the battle was very focused on Winterfell. But do you think they're gonna show the perspective of Cersei facing Whites at all, or has the has I don't the think
0: I don't think the Whites would have even reached. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, they all came through Winterfell.
1: Well, so I'll I'll propose one more thing. Whenever the Night King raises the dead to to kind of deal with John, do you think maybe he like pulled out all the stops and raised all of the dead everywhere that's a that's a crazy theory
0: I don't think so Um, because if he had that kind of power then t- if his ultimate goal is to have a never ending night then he would do that like from the get-go like I don't think yeah, he'd, he wouldn't wait to use that as like a fuck you guys like he would do it from the start and you would have the, the dead everywhere not just in his immediate vicinity
1: very true. Good point. Um, <clears throat> so, I only have three points to make. Um, I feel like we're we're closing in on the end of this podcast.
0: Yeah, um, I feel bad. It's eleven twenty, and we still got a couple more points. No, but I do have no. to edit this still.
1: Yeah. No. Um, let's let's. I mean, there there we've already done pretty much all of it. Um, Jora has just ran the. Ran the run for Danny mm-hmm. I mean that man is the Underdog of this show um, Which of course this is In reference to his death scene
0: Right um, Which it, it seems fitting for Jorah That his death scene I'm Like I'm glad he got to see That they were successful before he died Like it wasn't like a mid battle Death he stayed on His feet protecting Danny until The moment where they won and then He let himself die
1: he's uh sorry uh, um i don't even know how to put it into words um Th- there's a really funny comic <laughs> that's how i'll put it into words <laughs> uh, a funny meme um where it's jora and john and he's just like sure take my sword take my woman take my life <laughs> take all of it <laughs> I mean, man has just been through all of it um, and they still
0: wouldn't give him a damn flame sword
1: <laughs> the poor guy uh, who got the better death scene
0: Liana e- so? easily best death scene okay her death is gonna be like told for centuries she is the next folklore yeah. in in Westeros
1: that's true she earned the name of giant Spain mm-hmm and she did it without any milk Oh okay <laughs> 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 um so uh the 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 crazy scene where the night king approaches bran bran finally met someone who stares more than he does
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a weird
1: exchange just nothing but staring i wanted to hear the night king speak i did too yeah that i i You know, like we've we've centered this entire not maybe this entire series around him, but he's obviously uh like you've put it, he and death itself are an existential threat. So to not even give him any spit like like who is he? You know, like I guess that I guess we can kind of lead ourselves to the answer that he is not Bran, for sure. Um, he's not Rhaegar Targaryen, I guess for sure. Um you know, but like do we get to know his backstory? Do we get to know who he was? Do we I, I want to know more about him other than the fact that he's just a pretty pretty solid fighter. Yeah.
0: It I don't know. It, it if this is the last we hear of the Night King, I will be disappointed. Yeah. Cause it's yep. just like what was the point? What was the buildup to have him gone? Somebody I read a comment on uh Reddit. Is like this: the 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 White Walkers with the the '07 Patriots. They had it all, and they lost it to a scrappy team that just happened to have a good day, and <laughs> barely made it into Westeros. Like he barely made it in to for eight seasons of buildup.
1: It's true, but but I still I, I said it earlier, but maybe I didn't say it uh, in an articulate way. This is still the show that delivered us the Red Wedding, mm-hmm. so. I have faith that they have spent eight seasons proving that the white walkers were a MacGuffin. Yeah. Which is to say that they were just purely a plot device made to, to push the story forward. Um, and in some, most cases I would even say maybe not even that, you know, because they were always, uh, you said it best. They were always an existential threat, but they weren't necessarily the main plot device. Yeah. Um, they were a safe plot device to lean back on whenever the immediate story was not progressing quickly enough. But, uh, and, and that's my own opinion. I, I don't know that we all reflect that opinion. But, um, yeah, I, I I have hope, um, high, high hopes that they're going to pull this one out of their ass. Um, I, I don't even know where they're, I, I, I can't even, I mean, I... I think I made a point on one of the other episodes that um, there's an interesting, like, angle filmmakers play where they don't show um, the goriest, you know, they kind of, they kind of imply it to make you expect the worst. Like, you, you define what is the absolute worst that you can imagine, as opposed to them showing you what the worst thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that they can never reach your infinite, your infinite in your own mind of what the worst thing possible is, is always going to be worse than someone can show you. Um, I right now, that's all I can lean on is, is I'm only imagining the worst. I'm simultaneously imagining the worst and, and preparing myself for, are you fucking kidding me? You know, but um, I don't know. I just, I think they're still gonna, for them to show their hands so early in the season I think that the last three episodes are going to be mind-blowing.
0: I guess wow. we'll, we'll see. I, I really do hope that they can find a way to bring this all together in a satisfying conclusion.
1: Yep.
2: Is there three or four episodes There's left? There's three
1: episodes left. Three think, left. Right? Yep. Uh, last point, and then and then we're done, is I just have Arya <coughs> written down because she's just a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Also, who is left? Yeah, but yeah. I addressed that earlier. Uh, we don't even know who is left. i mean, I think
0: gonna... the only deaths were, Lyanna, uh-huh. Jorah, Theon, Beric, Ed. Uh, I think those are the main five.
2: I think so too. What we saw.
0: Because even Podrick made it.
2: Yeah, which makes me happy.
1: Um. So, I brought something up earlier where we found out that Aria kills the Night King with uh, Ladyfinger's dagger.
0: Little Ladyfinger? Finger. Littlefinger?
1: <laughs> I don't know why it's funny to me to call him Ladyfinger. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to attribute this, it's on the r slash uh, Game of Thrones uh, subreddit by a user named Flint, or excuse me, Flynn um, uh made a post um, that I I mirror I was looking for the answer and um, this person made a post on, on Game of Thrones subreddit and got the answer uh, I was sure that I had seen Arya practice the dagger drop before um, and I was wondering if there was significance to it like if maybe uh, and I don't remember his name the, the person she trained with uh, I can't even remember his name now the, the person that taught her to fight I wondered if maybe she learned it from him Cereal Pharrell yeah, uh, I don't know, uh, but uh, I just want to put this out there. She definitely used the dagger drop before, and uh, another user on Reddit said she did it when uh, she was training with Brienne last season. Oh. So I don't I don't know what that I don't know what that means or does or whatever. I just you know the 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 significance of seeing the dagger drop. I think we were supposed to to get that it was Littlefinger's Dagger and then also get that she had used the move before all in one fell swoop.
0: So then I, I wonder what the point of it being Littlefinger's Dagger is.
1: Uh, I would say, based off of what, I think it was Esquire, based off of the article I read earlier, I think the point maybe would be that Bran purposely gave gave her the dagger mm.
2: mm-hmm.
1: just to show that Bran knew. knew all along you know what i read a theory earlier and i didn't give a shit about it um that Bran would take the throne
0: i don't I like don't
2: that.
1: I feel about that hear me out <laughs> hear i me don't out. like that hear me out he was a weird motherfucker this entire episode which is not saying much because he's been weird this entire time um He gave Arya Littlefinger's Dagger. He gave Leon, he gave Theon what he wanted to hear in his final moments.
2: What does that have to do with him being He's a step
1: ahead of every... He was even a step ahead of the Night King. This entire time. He knew how... He knew what was gonna happen. So, by that same train of thought, um, like I said, I didn't give a shit about this theory when I read it which was only about an hour ago. Um, but now, I mean, what's what else is the point? Like, that's that's the confines. I think that might be the farthest reach of my, like, what, like where are they going to bring this? Uh, do you think they're going to play into Bran? Because so far, they've shown Bran has this immense power, but they haven't really done anything with it.
0: I don't think so, because Bran is the three-eyed <laughs> raven, and I don't think he would be caught up in anything to do with yeah. being a king. Because the three, the yeah. three-eyed raven is a, a title that persists even past the being, if that good makes point. sense. Yeah. I so think his
2: purpose is to be the three-eyed raven, not yeah. Necessarily, the, the...
1: that's a good point. But I mean, so far he's only show he's only told Sansa that she was beautiful the night that that yeah. weird dude raped her. <laughs> I mean, like he hasn't really done anything of note, has he?
2: No, but I feel like him being the three-eyed raven is something significant in itself.
1: Well, then we, then then we're. I would assume we're going to see a payoff.
0: There's got to be. I mean, and that's. Yeah. I mean, three episodes to go. I don't know how, because um, it would even seem beyond his interest to kind of aid the political drama that's coming up now that the night the White Walkers are gone. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like, what do you do with Bran now?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, which makes me think that they're not going to have built him up this entire time just to just to be like, eh, he's not the Night King. We showed you that. I mean, they
0: did build up the White Walkers to kind of just do away with them quickly.
1: That's true. I mean, that's a that's a maybe that's a good note to leave it on. You know, like what is what do the listeners think?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you guys have any particular theories or how did you feel about the episode as well? Yeah. we normally I say at the tapstreet, but why don't we go ahead and do all our handles that way they can, uh, direct any of their questions at any of us.
1: Cool. Yeah, please. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on where this crazy show is going to bring us. What's the, what's the point of brand? Uh, <laughs> where, where does, where does Aria's ego go after Killing the Night King. I mean, Sam was the first to kill a white, but Aria just trumped that by a mile, by 10 miles. So um, my my Twitter handle, my social handle is at Dear Christopher. Um, let's, let's get some provoking conversation, Chelsea. Uh,
2: my Twitter handle is Chelsea Allen with two N's, so A-L-L-E-N-N.
0: Nice. Uh, you can follow me at the tap stream on Twitter and pretty much anywhere else. And uh, I think that wraps it up for our long Game of Thrones discussion. I, we almost went two hours on this one. <laughs> oh, my Man. gosh. Yeah. I, I may have lost a little steam here towards the end because it's getting a little late. But yeah. thank you all so much for doing this. I really do appreciate it. Uh, and trooper. And uh need to go watch something
2: happy now. <laughs> to go watch something happy now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go watch The Office or something. <laughs> All
0: right, everybody. We will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.